first time ever. Hear you loud and clearly. Uh, and it was going place. That stuff's great. But the game is not a roguelike. Boomer shooter. Bang. Hello, this is John St. John, and you're listening to KWEP In The Keep, bringing you all the hits from the finest in the world of gaming and entertainment. Now sit back and relax as the drowned god Cathala lulls your mind with the tastiest talk in town. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherload. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. Alright, we got Robert and Nico back on the podcast. It is so fucking great to get a chance to sit down with you guys again. I'm really happy with the... Uh, the showing that you guys made for Realms Deep just before we started, I was telling you that the the, the video, that the little interview that we did was fucking hilarious. But how have you been? How are you guys feeling about the game and uh, the response you're getting now that it's in early access? Well, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, we've been busy doing new content, but yeah, everything's oh. gone great. Yep, a lot of good feedback, to be honest. I really, yeah. So far, I really like how this early access thing is going. Like, yeah. there's legit some really valuable like things just, just that just really rise up when you just get like um, more people to try out the game, and it's just something I, a lot of stuff we never even thought. Yeah, it's it's always like crazy how like, when you get out of that you know little echo chamber of the you know small playtesting community, how many more things people notice you know just by sheer numbers. Oh yeah. What are some of the things that were you know pointed out or that you th- thought were you know uh, worthy of making changes or looking into? Well, there's been a lot of like uh, the basic stuff, you know, exploits in levels. Some collision doesn't isn't working, that kind of shit, which is very easy to kind of fix because you know you have to fix it. Uh, then there's been like some feature things that people have been giving feedback on, like they don't like how uh, some weapons work or the scissor system or that kind of stuff, which has been more difficult to respond to because you you have a certain vision on on how the game should be. Uh, But then you can also see their point of how it, doesn't maybe work the way you designed it to work yeah but uh it's been good because we always get better at what we do or at least i hope so so that was my uh, only real criticism was that it's not like the sisu system wasn't cool it's just that I, there wasn't a lot of incentive to use it all the time so then i kind of like would forget to use it if that makes yeah. sense yeah uh you yeah. mean in the older builds or well, just in like the most recent time that I played it, when you guys gave me uh, beta access, like I played all the way through the campaign, and I just that's how I felt. Now, if you've made right, changes right. since then, yeah. oh, so yeah, you haven't played probably afterwards. Well, 
whenever the last time that you and I sat down and talked about how I had just played through the whole campaign, that I don't know how long it's been, but that's the last time that I played through the whole game. Oh, well, so. we did actually some radical changes. It's kind of funny. You probably wouldn't expect, you know, to do some really radical changes like uh, what we <laughs> did. So, like, kind of late before the early <laughs> early access, but hey, the thing wasn't fun and something had to be done, so we just had to do it. And of course, the balance is oh, that's all. Like I was fully expecting the balance to be all over the place, but uh, it was pretty pretty good. But it, it still needs some honing here and there. But yeah, like, uh, sorry, continue. No, no, you're good. Okay, you go well, because uh, the time when you try tried it, I'm pretty sure it's the fact that uh, we had not implemented the new armor system to the game. You know, when mm-hmm. back in back where you could just where armor drops were like, uh, they were like, uh, you could find armor drops in the actual levels themselves, and now they have been removed. So what you're saying is that I am out of date and I should go play it again. Yes, you do own own the game, so. (laughs) (laughs) How embarrassing. I showed up to a fucking podcast with a, I showed up to a a knife podcast with a gun. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really doing a terrible job of saying what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? No worries. But yeah. hey, it is it's it is good that you like I think you brought it up because it was an issue. And I like to think we got rid of it. I mean it's not like it it still can't happen on normal difficulty, but if you go on hard, like if you don't play the game how it, you're supposed to play, you might have some really tough time. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting process of like w- subtly teaching the player to play the game the way that you intend them to without making them feel like they're they're forced to do anything in a specific yeah. way. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've been uh, having a lot of conversations and uh, design talk in general about how much we should like force the player to play in a certain way because at some point it might get annoying if. Uh, you feel like you don't have any kind of leeway yeah. in the choices you make. It's like, uh, here's the optimal choice and it's the only one you want not take because, you know, it's optimal. Uh, and I, I feel like we have a pretty good balance right now mm-hmm. since uh, the new scissor system, you basically gets armor every time you kill enemies with the scissor weapons. So, uh, it's and also you can't really get armor from any other source, so it's kind of uh, encourages you to use it in a way where it still isn't mandatory because you can dodge basically all damage there is in the game. Yeah. So if you're really good at the game, you don't really need it, but at that point it becomes kind of like, yeah, you don't need to use all the systems in a game if you're good at it. That's the base thing. At least on the normal difficulty, because on on harder difficulties, because uh, I I start to, you know, like drop the amount of ammo you get from the level, so you kind of have to, you know, (laughs) use it at some point, you know? So you yeah. can't, like, 
it's then it's then it's then it also compl- like it gives you that little bit of extra ammo you need to get past certain areas. Yeah, yeah, that too. And I like it's I a, like the way it is now. It's a good hybrid. I mean, I, I'll have to like really go back and unembarrass myself and get my hands on it and m- make sure I know what the hell I'm talking about before I pass any real judgment. But I really I really did enjoy all the the new levels, especially the train level, and uh, I really like the the giant bears. With the tanks on their back, that's fucking cool. Like there was a, there's a scene in your trailer that I remember distinctly where it's like, you see, the shot where you like, make an explosion and the bear like flies off the side of a building. Yeah, I just put it there for shit and giggles to be honest. <laughs> Such a perfect little shot though. I know, right? And yeah, like what's been the. I guess, like story-wise, like how how are these bears coming into play? Like, how do you justify that? Because like Hrote, right? They they have all these like weird fucking enemies that I actually theorize that every enemy in Hrote is is actually an animal. Even the people-looking things are probably just animals in suits because they're all covered up. <laughs> but what's okay. uh yeah? What what's well, on the docket? <laughs> okay, so first things first. Did you know that there's there's a guy in Finland who actually. Like um, he's called the Finnish Bearman. He the actually Finnish has bearman. Yeah, like he legit has a bunch of bears living with him, and he just likes he walks among them very casually and so on, and like uh, he lives with them. They're like they're like dogs to him, to be honest. We had a guy like that uh, who was American, the grizzly man. Yeah. I don't know, and uh, it didn't work out for him. <laughs> But yeah, like um, if you take if you take a look at the bears, like uh, it's like uh, you probably you pro- like with all with a lot of the enemies, you probably notice that okay, these aren't ordinary bears. Like ordinary bears don't have fucking metal plates stuck on their heads and fucking know how to use <laughs> cannons and shit like that. Like that's what the hell. But it all it all really ties to the like the. Uh, Cyberpunkish like uh, element that we have uh, like underneath a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. So that's basically why the bear are, bears are domesticated in that sense. It's like, um, is it is it cyberpunk? Like, it feels weird because you don't usually like. There's I no know. precedent for like a cyberpunk world set in like a, a snowscape or a, you know Finland in general. Like cyberpunk, usually that makes me think of like. A, like you know, Tokyo, or yeah, like um, you know, Blade Runner. How, how it is basically for us? It's like, uh, well, first things first. You probably would have expected like to see cyberpunky stuff in in a fucking post-apocalypse that much. Like if there was mm-hmm. nothing before, and now now there is, there must be some reason to it, and there is a reason to it. It's like uh, it's a thing we we don't want to spoil yet, to be honest. <laughs> but like. Uh, there, there, there is a reason. Like, there is a reason why everything is the way it is. Yeah, let's just put it that way. I, I also really enjoyed your very Wolfenstein esque boss fight, though it is much cooler. It, it's still like the <laughs> it's very clear, der- clearly derivative and, and kind of a throwback to it. Um, yeah, it's a good up. fucking boss fight too, man. Like, just really, really fun. Yeah, yeah, we really tried to make the uh, boss fights like actual bosses and not just mm-hmm. uh, more difficult enemies or ju- just some quake shit where you need to press levers 
in order to <laughs> like telefrag an enemy. Uh, and yeah, it, I I really like to how it turned out. Of course, there were some problems with it during development, but yeah, it's I think it's good. Dude, the the first time that I played the proper Quake campaign, like that Shub Niggerot fight, I spent hours and hours shooting it. Like I really yeah. just didn't. The message did not come across that I was not doing it right. Like if yeah. somebody hadn't explained it to me, I would have never got it. Like I had something similar. I didn't spend hours and hours, but like it took me a while to realize how to just beat it. And I, I was too also just like shooting at it. I was like, what the hell? But I'm not getting here. It was a bit <laughs> obscure. But hey, like even though it was really obscure and probably a lot of people think it's really bad, at least it was, at least I remember that. Yeah, for sure. It's It'll always be engraved in my memory. But, you know, it wasn't the it wasn't the yeah. boss fight. It's the 800 shamblers I had to kill to get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree on that. Uh, the am- ammo was not really quite there for it either. So what else has been going on? Robert said he just uh, graduated earlier this year from university, and you guys are both like I don't know, like you, this is kind of the first time that you've had a game like available to the public. Like, how are you just generally feeling? Do you feel like real game developers now, or? Oh, that's a that's a hard <laughs> <laughs> hard question. I don't know. Uh, I see all of this still as kind of an experiment. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, I don't want to get into like (laughs) nitty-gritty economics or anything, but the game sold well, but it hasn't sold that well that I could just stop doing everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, uh, they accumulate over time, the sales. Uh, but still, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do after we finish the game. So I, I'm not sure if I would call myself a like, real developer yet. you do got to double down and make Black Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, at least, at the very least, I'm feeling more hopeful of a like actual career in game dev than I was like a year ago, let's say. Yeah. So that's do you, good. Do you think you'll always want to work on first-person shooters, or like, do you have like other genres that you no. like to dabble in? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Quick answer. <laughs> yeah, because I'm actually kind of working on a like very cerebral puzzle game at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been mostly like uh, just thinking about it and writing down cool ideas. Some I've been making some small programming on it, but it's been mostly just uh, design documents at this point. Uh, the next game with all, or the next two games we've been thinking about doing together are first-person shooters, but they're very different from this one. Yeah. So, yes and no. (laughs) 
of I, us staying in the genre. I uh, I think we surprised some people with in the key. I mean, we we do have one game that is a tr- truly a boomer shooter, but Call of Seregnar is very much not. And I'm glad it caught people off guard because I wanted it to be kind of a big deal. But that that game is like amazing to me, and I, I really. You know, I'm kind of burnt out on just boomer shooters. I'm not saying I don't love them and I don't enjoy playing them still. It's just like, you know, there's other things out there that I've found quite interesting. And there's it seems to be an RTS renaissance going on too right now, which is really cool. Uh, with like It Stares Back and Frozenheim and stuff like that. There's so many options. I'd re- really hate to just get bottlenecked into one genre. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like from a uh, developer standpoint, not only from like a game player, because I, of course, play a lot of retro shooters, the old ones mm-hmm. and the new ones. Uh, but you just don't want to get stuck on a genre or a style or something, because however much you like it, it's, it's going to get boring at some point. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to, we're both going to try to uh, do something else for our next project to not get stuck. What are oh, yeah. what are some of the games that have kind of stood out to you recently? Uh, uh, from the retro shooters or anything? Just in general, like whatever. What do you like these days? Well, uh, <laughs> recently I've been playing through the Mist series. Oh yeah, kinda because the uh, new version came out, or the what is it? Remaster, remake, whatever. I uh, haven't bought that one yet. I played the old ones first. I I like to kind of play games in order of release. Uh, just a thing. Me too. I I know that to the outside looking in, it might be a little silly, but yeah, I feel exactly the same. I really yeah, enjoy yeah. like getting the whole experience, even if some of you know some of the journey is painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been like that with Mist. It's not like they're bad games, but there's some questionable design choices. Let's. Say. I just added the, the. I didn't even know there was a, a Mist re-release. Like that's from August. Yeah, so it's it's on my wish list now. Thank you for pointing it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's weird to see like things you would expect to be figured out by the point of the game's release, still being in there like some fucking awful waiting puzzle shit (laughs) (laughs) where you need to press one lever 15 times to get something to work and just obscure hints. and But yeah, uh, it's also fun because some of the puzzles are really good and uh, you get that really good sense of like Eureka or that kind of stuff. Uh, so I've been barreling through them. I've, I'm Right now I'm playing the fifth one, which is like the last one of the series. So not a lot of le- not a lot left. It's it's interesting. Um uh... David Szymanski recently was like kind of like doing a doing a polling tweet where he was asking like for interest in like a game like Mist, like if people would be interested in sort of a 
modern kind of spiritual successor to it. Uh huh. And I don't know if that means he's doing it, but it would be really cool. I mean, I think it, that. Yeah, it would be yeah. really cool. I I think his like uh, sense of atmosphere would really work in yeah. that kind of a game. He's one of those guys that just really loves Stalker, which usually those people, and there's a lot of developers who are just obsessed with Stalker that seem to have a really good grasp on setting and atmosphere. Like, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know, if, did you play his game, uh, The Pony Factory? Uh, I, have, I haven't played that one, but I've played the older like horror games, the, um, what was it, oh, Moonsliver yeah. and Moonsliver. Uh, Fingerbones was fucking great. Fingerbones is fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like it. It's a good game, but it's just like disturbing. The, the story yeah, that. and yeah. the the Wolf in Autumn. That one was another one that I was just like, David, are you okay, man? What's wrong with you? <laughs> but yeah, he seems like a pretty happy guy. I can't <laughs> can't hold it against. Him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard, but we actually did a podcast with him. That was I, I was like, we are we can talk about anything you want except for Dusk. We're like not talking about Dusk at all. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I listened to parts of it at least. Oh, thank you, man. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, he's got some cool ideas about like game dev. And of course, well, his games are pretty interesting. Yeah. What about you, Miko? Yes. You're holding out uh, on me. Yes, about what? What games have you been playing? What, what's, what have you been into? Well... To be Nothing. honest, it's funny that you mentioned the RTS Renaissance. Well, I, I'm still, wa- I'm still waiting for something, something akin to close to first Dawn of War, Starcraft or Warcraft, but that's just not coming. I like, I was watching. There were, felt like there was a ton of RTS games in the new GamesCon, and it's like, oh, all of these nice RTS games, but nothing for me. <laughs> like every time, oh, this looks cool. Where's the combat? And there's no no combat. Oh, fucking hell! Like, you should really come on. give a get it, give it serious back a, a shot. That game is fucking awesome, man. It's I want it's my, different. I want it's my little... I want my spiritual su- successor to StarCraft or WarCraft or fucking Command and Conquer. I love those <laughs> games so much. But yeah, I aside... uh, I'd never played Command and Conquer. I really need to. Like I, I'm gonna get the like the remastered edition if you think that's pretty good and just go through all like red alert and stuff. Is the thing that a good is, place to start. The thing is, but for the first coming to conquer, the, like okay, let's get this out of the way because the music in the remaster it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But like, and the game itself, it's pretty pretty good. But you can tell the whole gameplay it is a bit dated at this point, and mm. uh, it can be can get really repetitive at times. But at least for me, because I played that game so much when I was a kid. So now I don't really play it that much, to be honest. But something like Warcraft 3 or Red Alert 2, that like that's my jam. That's that's why that's like legit my jam. But like those games were just uh like as good as the first Red Alert and Red Alert was for me, it's the second game that really like uh yeah. grabbed me by the ball, so to speak. That's what most people are telling me is that Red Alert 2 is like the, kind of the Red Alert 2 and like Age 2 are kind of the, the golden children of that genre. Pretty I've never played any of these games, man. I I, I played I played It Stares Back because I saw Cleveland like doing the artwork for it in a in a server that I hang out in. 
Mm. And I was like, that looks cool. What kind of game is that? I'd literally like never touched this genre before. I was, I, I'd, you know, heard a lot about Starcraft, obviously, because of the esports and everything, but like I just was completely unaware. I feel like a total idiot. I'm supposed to be this like gaming podcast journalistic guy, and I don't know shit. Well, outside of. A lot of people seem to think that, uh, at least I always felt like uh, people who really like always put, put like seem to put the in RTS games put the multiplayer before. I don't, I know mm. a lot of people don't, but like oh, I almost got the feeling that I, uh, a lot of people just appreciate the genre for the multiplayer, and I don't give a shit about the multiplayer to be honest. Me neither. I, yeah. I I just I want the single player slash co op experience. That's what I care, and I. I like I played StarCraft a bit bit online, but it's just that's just not for me online. I I didn't come for that uh, that whole lot of fucking multitasking and so on. I came because I saw a bunch of Marines gunning down aliens, and I wanted <laughs> to do that too. That's, I, that's I really why like that's why that. I came. I came for the cool units and all the stuff like that. I have really sp- like I like my. Uh, I like my alien knockoffs and Warhammer knockoffs. Because that's you like kind of what it is in a way. What? Do you like XCOM? Nah, not really. Don't care much for turn based stuff. Aside okay. from Valkyria Chronicles. But that that's a really special game to me. But uh aside from RTS games, I'm a huge of course, because I really like survival horror. I've been playing a game called Tormented Souls lately. Ooh, it's pretty good. Now. It does what fucking Capcom doesn't have the balls to do nowadays, and fo- put somewhat fixed camera angles onto the game. What's the what's the name of it? Tormented Souls. Tormented Souls. It's like a. It's it basically plays like the well, old school Resident Evil games. That's what it basically uh-huh. is. It's With on the wish of, list. Yeah, it's it has a mix of Silent Hill to it, and there's like a. There's like a, a lot of puzzles to it, to be honest. And uh, there's few issues I have with the game, but still, like, that's good shit. That's Did that's a game a I can recommend. Conscript to go? No, I have not. You might like it. It's it's top down, but it's very like Resident Evil. Yeah, that's the thing because uh, I remember some. Uh, what was the game goal, goal again? Another top-down Resident Evil-like game, uh, Darkwood, I think. You guys are fucking my wish list up right now. What's it called? Dark what? Yeah, Darkwood. That's another like people keep telling how good it is, and I, I got like it. Porno. But uh, I don't know. Some something about the top-down perspective just doesn't work for me. I tried. Mm. I did play it for a while, but I don't know. I just. Something about it just doesn't didn't just click for me, but it is still a game I have a lot of respect for, and it's it is a game I would like recommend to other people. Like at least take a look at if it's if they like survival horror. What about uh, Darkadia? Have you seen that one? Uh, doesn't ring the name. Doesn't ring a bell. It's a uh, it's a Hellforge Studios just announced it recently, but it's oh, is that the. Is that a is that the survival horror game that was in the show too? Yeah, it was. I think it was shown off during the Hellforge showcase. I, uh, I'm to be honest with you, like I didn't really get to watch all the trailers because I was like, you know, <laughs> doing the show. Yeah, there <laughs> but, there was yeah. a lot of trailers. <laughs> but but uh, yes. 
I need to look really cool. Yeah, I need to take a look at it. I'm pretty sure I saw it. It has like, like I just have to, I would have to try it for myself. Mm-hmm. If I recall, like, uh, was it, was it like, uh, was it made on the freaking GZ Doom or something? Yeah, just said that like two seconds ago, you jackass. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I did, Perkin. but it's fine. But Perkin. yeah, like, uh, I'm a bit iffy how how that's gonna turn, like how that's gonna how how it makes the game feel, but. Uh, Still, I don't. I still kind of want to try it because it might legit scratch that itch that I have. Because mm. good survival horror games, for me at least, I can't really find them that much. What about Total Chaos? That was in the GZ dimension. Name doesn't ring a bell at all. What? It's a you know Turbo Overkill. I know that game. Yeah, so that's Sam Preble, same guy. He. Before Turbo Overkill, obviously, made Total Chaos, which at the time was like the benchmark, like you know, along with Brutal Doom, but in a very different way, like the most impressive thing anybody had ever done with the Doom engine. And oh, is at, that is that the really impressive? Like that that the really impressive? Like uh, I I I have a hunch that I have seen it, but it's just I'm honestly I'm really fucking bad with names. <laughs> So, if you probably show the game to me, I could probably oh, it's that game that I know. Yes, that that yeah. there's a good chance it's it's one of those. I seem to recall this one uh, Doom Engine project that had a lot of like 3D models and shit, like like that looked really impressive. I wonder if it's that Total Chaos. Yeah, it it looks. I mean, if if someone didn't tell you it were Doom Engine and you you know didn't look into the files when you downloaded it, you would be like, "Wow, what a cool oh, yeah. community game!" It's probably <laughs> that then, because I remember seeing an article about it a few years ago. It's just mm-hmm. like, "Holy shit, this is incredible!" Mad respects to the guy for do- pulling it off. It took him, you know, only like I don't know, thirteen years or some crazy shit like that, but he did it. Yeah. And uh, now he's kicking ass and taking names because uh, Turbo Overkill just got picked up by Apogee. Oh, cool. Yeah, they put out the trailer pretty recently. I'm very proud of him. Sam's yeah, a great that's, guy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's always amazing. Like when you get get a, something big like that going for you. Especially because it seems like Apogee's kind of holding their cards close to the chest. They're not like they're, It's not like they're putting out a million games. They're just like kind of like, you know, all right, you know. These are the ones that we believe in, holding holding it true, which I think is smart, honestly, especially for a. I mean, I guess Apogee is not a quote new company, but this revamping of Apogee is definitely a new business venture, and definitely uh, don't want to spread yourself too thin too early. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, because then you'll have to go get a <laughs> corporate loan or something. Mm-hmm. Somebody sell them your balls. Lord. I'm just kidding. So, uh, can you tell me anything about the uh, the future of like what you guys might do together? You, you mentioned you had a couple of different game ideas that were first person shooters, but is that like a a no go conversationally? Or well, uh, yes, I mean, yeah, idea. sure, we can share some things. Okay. Uh, everything is of, of course like a big question mark as to if it will happen. Uh, but uh, we've been thinking about doing like an RPG type thing. Oh, cool. Maybe 
more in the vein of like strife you know a very very action oriented thing but with like actual rpg stuff uh so that's something the other one is uh i saw i saw weird dream and i wanted to make it into a game then i just told robert about it and then yeah <laughs> yeah let's do it yeah so uh basically this is uh kind of based on mikko's idea uh it's um survival horror of course because he's the <laughs> director of it mm-hmm. uh but it's um we're trying to make like a very mechanically focused survival horror game if that makes sense um where basically there's a one core mechanic the whole game revolves around kind of like something you'd see in Dreadx or um what's the other one the P- haunted psx haunted ps1 yeah yeah uh like one one really solid base core idea but then expanded to like a two to three hour experience uh it's it's very like we haven't done a lot with it of course we've been busy on other stuff but uh uh where that's kind of what we're playing on right now it's funny you mentioned that because dread dread xp is a really smart thing going on that they did you know like four of those collections and then kind of picked the best or what they thought was the best i guess from the from the heap and turned them into full-on games which i mean great it was kind of a win-win for everyone but like spookware right they, they went full out with that and i think they've got a couple other ones that are pretty similar but yeah yeah it's been really cool i think we talked last time about it too yeah but it's it's a really cool concept and and of course it's great when you can make a quote unquote real game out of something you made for a jam yeah that's what jams are for right or at least yeah. i think so yeah have you ever like have you ever participated in jams yeah we've done a few like during university we were mm-hmm. um we did some or at least i did some ludum dares i don't know about you mikko uh I I only was with you and Hakira. Oh right, right, yeah. Uh and we did some um global game jam stuff also. Uh so we've been in, I think I've I've been in like four or five. Uh most of them were kinda middling. One was really great. Uh it was a puzzle game we did. Uh, for an event called Brains Eden in 2019. We actually got uh, some prizes from that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it was also a good game. Uh, it's been like mostly mostly just um, training for development because uh, this has been our main project 
for most of our time as game developers. Yeah. So it's been kind of fun to do some side stuff with a very strict uh, deadline and kind of kind of a goal. How how far off do you think White Hell is from completion at this point? About halfway. Yeah. About yeah. Halfway. That's good. So uh, only because... like three or four more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. If you if you extrapolate, yes. Uh, but uh, I I think I I hope we'll get out of early access in like nine months. Something One like baby. that. Got it. Yeah. So if I get my wife pregnant tonight, I can play White <laughs> Hell and witness the birth of my child like Le at bon. the same time. Yes, yes. And then you can decide which one's uh, the more memorable one. <laughs> makes me one. happier. Yeah. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so if you look at the levels, it's halfway done. Uh, yeah. Or kind of uh we got one secret level done of the four so a little under halfway but uh there's of course a lot of other stuff we need to fix and uh improve but also a lot of the groundwork has been laid so now it's more about content than like the nitty-gritty programming stuff we don't need to like make new systems that much. It's more just adding on to what's already there. Sir, when you feel like you're kind of, all right, I'm ready to rock with the programming side of things, are you both tackling the, the level design or is that still kind of on you, Mika? I'm afraid it's mostly still just me. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I always run through like the things with Robert because, um, there's like a we have to like a I I, de- I do need that of like feedback of course back and sometimes he he just because he he usually gives an outside outsider perspective on things because I usually when I start making on a new level like I'm working right now it's just like a, I'm pretty much just seeing this stuff like just this stuff all by myself then I just run through it every now and with Robert and ask like his opinion on things, and he just gives me really good feedback on on things and just things I might not see. So I'm really glad that I, I do get that feedback. Otherwise, the levels wouldn't be nearly as good, I think. But still, it's mostly me. So- yeah, yeah. There's been some levels where I've been like, um, I've made a general outline, like hey, it would be cool if we made this. And then uh, Miko has built some kind of a sketch thing. And then we've kind of back and forth gone with it until it's been good. Is it a concept that you see yourself like revisiting, like kind of making Yarmo's adventures into a, a franchise, or is it just like one and done? For you at this point. Uh, we have no plans of continuing because we have like a pretty good outline of the story and the plot of the game and it doesn't really feel like it needs to continue after the events of the game mm-hmm. so uh, 
probably not. Yeah, it's it's not the it's 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 weird because there are a lot of uh, kind of similar games coming out right now that have this sort of character driven thing going on, like a kind of a Duke Nukem ish influence, where it's it's about being the protagonist more so than it's about just necessarily the game itself. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, Viscera Fest is a good example, or uh, our game Stellar Valkyrie is another one that's like it's it's basically the game is a vessel for me to have our voice actor tell hilarious bird puns the whole time. Like that's, that's what I want anyway. Yeah. But yeah, Yarmo's uh, kind of, kind of silent and I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to tell people's intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he's kind of on purpose, more a, um, Gordon Freeman type character. Okay. You know, just, uh, doing what he does. And then just gets into trouble. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't think he really needs more characterization than there is in the game already. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't disagree. To yeah, me, be- like, because it's, it's more about the world that you're in. And uh, the... Well, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of like... Uh, the build engine games uh i i just don't really care for that kind of stuff uh so of course i i didn't really uh take that as an inspiration when we were making when we started making the game so uh uh but i i was a really big fan of like half-life and then the original dooms so uh that's kind of the direction we went with yeah it's a good hybrid it's, uh, because clearly it's not the case for you miko <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like for me it's like if it's like if it would we would really have to put like some thought let's say if he if he had one liners and stuff like that it would really have to be something super Finnish, mm. and the voice acting should—it uh, should—it should really like, in my opinion, it should really just sound like, like uh, we have this term for rally English in Finland. It's basically talking, speaking English with a very Finnish accent, mm. and it's just like I don't know if if the whole if the jokes and or if they would even like if they would hit with most people even. Yeah. And it's like um, it's it, it, it's it's a bit iffy as a whole. So it's a bit. It, I think it's I think it's really good how things are at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and about like uh, the Duke Nukem and blood influence and that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it comes through the level design more so. For sure. Because although I don't really like the. Um, build games in uh, uh, well let's say I have problems with the movement in those games and kind of the characters uh, but the levels are great and they have a really good like pre-Half-Life level of detail and uh, feel of a real place 
and I think Miko has captured that really well for our game. Like that, very very gameplay focused, but just enough real world stuff in there, or like actual stuff uh, in the game world that makes it feel not a video game level. Yeah, that's, I agree that's, 100%. that's why I like focus as well because I, I like levels like that feels actual like feel actual places, and I want the levels to feel like actual places. That's why I, each time I make a new room. It's just like I, I first thing I go through is like okay what's what okay let's take the airship level for example that I'm working like that I've been working on. It's just like I have a ton of rooms. Okay, what's this room supposed to be? Oh, this must be the dining area. Oh, this must be the barracks, and so on and so on and so on. Because I do like that. I have this like idea that people actually in each level that they actually you know they go about their things daily there you know. It's just really important for me, and it's just it inspires me a lot mm-hmm. as as well. And uh, I like to think that my my very latest level, level eleven, it's uh, it's gonna be at least for me, it's gonna be something really special. So, better get a phone. <laughs> but yeah, like it's uh, your mom, answer it. No, it's actually my dad. Oh, well, answer it still. Yeah, I can't be. It's every dad on the podcast. But like, uh, it's like uh, when people like sure, it's a fast-paced game, and you move through the world pretty fast, and it's important like it works that way. Of course, I, when I want it to like be like that, that's why I don't overly try and not to do like go overboard with the props, so to speak, and so on. Because I, uh, it really needs to work as a video like a uh, level as well. But if someone just takes this time and stops to look at things, I like things to be pretty. And uh, with the next upcoming level that uh, that we just post some screenshots, uh, I think it's. I like to think it's gonna be my coolest level yet, at least in terms how how it feels and you know so on. If you can catch what I mean. Like the atmosphere, yeah. basically. I think you've really knocked it out of the park so far. Everything that I've played, anyway, I it's the, probably the to, to me the strongest part of the game is, in fact, the level design. It's so like immersive, while still yeah. being being really cartoony and like retro looking and everything. It just feels like, man, what a cool world I'm existing in. Oh yeah. Granted, I've never but, been to Finland, so I can't compare it to. <laughs> yeah, but also both. Then uh, I'll come visit like, you guys next year, though. <laughs> What? 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 You asked something? Sorry. No, I said I'll come visit you guys next year. Ah, sorry, I misheard. But yeah, like the thing is, I'm st- I'm I I still wonder how people are gonna react to it. Like people who like the, let's say don't like don't know where the game is going at the moment, and uh, it's basically okay. Now it's all this. It's the whole game has been this snowy. Snow ca- snowy capped area, and then mm-hmm. suddenly, poof! Everything is super green. There's mushrooms here. There's trees. There's wooden structures up ahead. There's taverns. There's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but I, I really, I, li- I really like that whole idea because um, it, re- it, it kind of reminds me of few things I really like about very few games that actually managed to pull it off. 
it's a it's basically like um it's a pacing thing because first like uh you like um you reach this sort of midpoint of the game in a game so like uh, let's take a good example the first witcher game i love that but oh, like uh God. i love the first witcher game yeah like the, when you reach that um at some point you reach like this really big climax mm-hmm. and you're almost about to die but then sort of you just get teleported from all that all the poly- political stuff that goes into the, in the cities and so on yeah you suddenly get teleported to this uh, really backwater village and everything is just super relaxed and uh you're just some casual monster hunting and uh it's like it's just so totally different but it's just like it feels like you know taking a break after really like uh ex- extensive work days so to speak yeah back when cdpr was like young and innocent <laughs> god <Yeah. laughs> those days are over but yeah, like the the scene where you kind of you know get you get to the area where the Lady of the Lake is and all that stuff. That yeah, is. that's exactly like yeah the, the feeling you get when you reach that place. Just holy shit! It's yeah, amazing. I actually oh, yeah, like I preferred the combat system in The Witcher One. Uh, oh, the, the a fellow of oh, culture. What <laughs> is this? <laughs> Richard okay. Two, it kind of it was still good, but like kind of just threw. It, it like in the trash. I'm like, what the fuck? Witcher, so Witcher two, Witcher two is a weird game. Yeah, it I, is. the the story is fucking great. I really really like what they did with it, but mechanically it's just all over the place. It it yeah. tries like it tries re- reinventing everything from the first one, and just kind of I I don't think it really does a great job with most of it. Well, to me, it was yeah. the sword fighting that really took a toll. I mean, like they they actually recaptured, I think, the Witcher One fighting style a little better in Witcher Three. But yeah, Witcher One's sword fighting was like the best part of the game to me. And yeah, it's just, like uh-huh. I understand why we put people think it's super clunky because it like if you actually have to, you know, aside from clicking, if you actually have to start dodging stuff, it does get all well. It does get really clunky. There's no getting around that. But holy yeah. shit, that feel you get. When you like, let's say you you run into a group of mobs, you turn on the group style, you start doing the combat, you just watch Geralt just spin around like a fucking maniac, and heads <laughs> just then arms start fucking rolling all over the place. It's just it really makes you feel like you're this really super elite fighter. But like in Witcher Two, I did, I really hated it because what do you get in Witcher Two when you start swinging your sword? Or oh, here's some generic swings. Yeah. And you feel like an average swordsman. Ah, you feel you feel like less in control of it too. It's like yeah, it's, not it's as like immersive. bad Dark Souls. <laughs> the combat in Witcher too. Yeah, but I don't know why I always like to think each time I revisit that game, I like to think that I have always like misunderstood the game, and someday, some magical day, the game is gonna click with me, <laughs> because a lot of people still say it's a really good game, so. It is. It, it is really still a good game. Yeah, just, I, and people know. like they did put that like super hard mode for some reason there. So I like to think that some someday I'll fucking get actually good at that game. The like, Witcher somehow. Two is like being the bass player for Van Halen. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's it's still a really good game, but it's between The Witcher One and The Witcher Three. Like, come on, like 
how, how are I, you gonna also expect re Witcher references in level 11 yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're going full fantasy on this so of course it's gonna be just Witcher and Warcraft <laughs> I uh Now that I think about it, I, I can't even remember the bass player for Van Halen's name, and I promise you, I can name every other member of the band. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. name like well, Michael something. I don't see. Fuck you know. Fuck him. I'm sure someone will will correct me in the comments. Yeah. If you're standing between Edward Van Halen and David Lee Roth, how is anybody going to remember your name? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, that's I'm glad you brought that up, man. That's a really good kind of comparison. And also, like I, I have so like, a stupid amount of hours in The Witcher between my PlayStation and PC. What else? Uh, are there any other kind of similar things that stand out to you that are influences? Well. Probably like, uh, well, like Robert said. Robert said, Warcraft, obviously. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, I, I, I'm not really try. I'm not trying to. I'm not. Let's just say I'm not. I'm people who actually play World of Warcraft. I'm not trying to turn the whole, whole like world into like uh, into Super Warcraft. I want it to be its own thing. But like, mm -hmm. uh, it's just the fact that because everything is so there's so much color to it, and I really like that. So it might keep those wipes and so on. Yeah, and I'm totally fine with that. I like that because uh, I really like, I really like the, I do like the art style a lot, and it is something I might like occasionally look when I like when I'm doing single props. But the, but still, the it has to be its own thing and not just that. You know, just oh. Someone put this like someone. They did it because they like the art style, you know. I just I, I do want it to be feel its own thing. And I mean, we're that... friends on Discord. I know how much you play World of Warcraft. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like every, every like time that... I talk to you, it's like you're not really talking to me. You're actually just playing World of Warcraft while we chat. But I'm are you playing World of Warcraft right now? No, I'm not. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing it right before this though I can admit that much I do know that also because I was messaging you and I was like oh he's playing World of Warcraft again um, I've never played any Warcraft game me neither I uh, I took one look at all, my, all the people that I knew who were playing World of Warcraft and I was like you know I, uh, play I have Warcraft shit to Warcraft 3 if you can't play Warcraft 3 the OG one of course is that the? That's is the, the one where play? they botched the fucking remaster. Oh, but still, well, if I was gonna play one, which one would I play? Warcraft three. Like, where? How do I get it? GOG. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's like uh, unless you can score a physical copy. You like? I'm afraid the best bet is the fucking reforge, but like. It is still good time, like especially if you're someone who has never touched it, and you like like a RTS RPG hybrid in a way. So that 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 is a game I can definitely like uh, recommend because the OG Warcraft Three is still hell of a lot, a lot of good time. Warcraft Two, 
if that's that's like one of my like that, that might be my favorite but like it let's just say it is old and you can tell it like the gameplay hasn't aged that well but mm-hmm. still there's something really charming about it all i can't really just explain it hmm but Warcraft so, like, 3 is the one I'd recommend above everything else because it has a good story. The gameplay is awesome. Yes. I mean, is it just a straight-up RPG? or? Yeah, it's like an RTS that has he- like he- basically hero units that can level up. Oh, yeah. See, I've never never touched that shit. I mean, as far as that, like, World of Warcraft is, is a MMORPG, right? Yeah, that's that, it is a different beast on its own. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, you're punching out of my league, man. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, but I do think Warcraft Three is something is such every can everybody can jump into. Huh. Okay. Well, I'll try to I'll, tr- I'll try to get my hands in into that pot at some point. You have to keep me honest, though. Of course. So what's uh, I guess like what what's the next logical step for you guys? Like so, come out of early access, we we get the the full game, White Hell. Do you are you developing these other ideas of yours simultaneously, or? Like Sorry for uh, disrupting you. You're fine. Uh, like we have a like how it looks at the moment like this of course everything can change but how it looks at the moment is that uh once we finish white hill we're gonna mm-hmm. focus on that survival horror game because it's something entirely like it is different which like visually it is a bit similar but it is still it is a bit different but it, gameplay wise it's just something we can uh that probably doesn't take like uh as long as as long to us to figure out as white hell it's not right. a huge project but it's something that uh might be refreshing and uh relatively easy to do but still we have of course the gameplay is uh, is something that we have no idea how it's gonna work out because we had not we have no no, no prototypes or anything but it, that's likely what we're gonna do next can i play the prototype when you're done sure cool like uh, after after that it's Pretty much, uh, I think if like if things keep going well, we're likely gonna look at that RPG project because that has both of us really excited. Yeah, and it's also gonna be like a bigger thing. That's of course, we're not gonna make a fucking Witcher level thing, but uh, it's gonna be like a longer game than the horror thing. No, nah, dude. When, when Damian, what we sat down to discuss like the Call of Ragnar being part of in the keep and everything, and he showed me like all of the shit that makes up the world of what is Call of Ragnar, and I was just like, uh, yeah. He shows me like this giant like Tolkien esque world map, and I'm uh-huh. like, where does the story take place? And he's just like, oh, and then he zooms in, and it's like just this little county sized area and i'm just like can we just focus on that for now <laughs> yeah we don't have but, anything yeah. like that planned at the moment like 
we already know we're co- we're not gonna like overblow the fucking thing out of the hands. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Just from the beginning, we're we're trying to make something more focused. Like yeah. uh yeah, yeah. Strife is a very good example for it because it's it's got those RPG things, but it's also very close to a retro shooter. Yeah, Strife is an interesting fucking game. Like, still, yeah. I, I played the oh, yeah. the Night Dive. Uh, Kex Engine re-release of it, and I liked it. It was really cool. Yeah, it's it, it's obviously got a lot to you know from the modern gaze that could be improved upon, but for the time, it's just like this is fun. I like all the weird, like the <laughs> weird, like kind of like cyberpunk robot enemies that like why do oh, you yeah. exist in this world? <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's so like it's kind of bizarre, but it's so cool. It's and, and it's really memorable at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Remind me next time I talk to Tim Willits, I need to like dig into that. Like, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> what is this? But, but also it's, a, it's it, an immersive kind of thing. But also in terms of that RPG, uh, while it is easy to like, it is gonna be I think retroish, mm-hmm. but it's kind of not that retroish. Like, I'm not even sure if we're gonna go for that, like that basic pixelated look at that point. I mean, we have a very, very, spe- very specific game at mind when we think about the art at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a, it's let's just say it's not that old. Well, it is old now, but uh, it's not li- like a. What do you think, Robert? How, how old was it again? Uh, well, it's like a mid two thousands thing. <laughs> you know the PS2 style. Yeah, pretty much that. So, uh, kind of going forward in time, <laughs> uh, but also backwards. I don't know. Yeah, and we probably actually have to like when it comes to it. We have a, we kind of at least the idea is that we could like uh, maybe you know get a few more people to it. You know. I would really like to stop being a jack of all trade at some point. Yeah, as much as I enjoy it, it's artist, the level designer, the 3D modeler, the animator, and so on and so <laughs> on. It's like I have enough enough on my plate as it is. I would like to share those responsibilities. That's why it's good that actually in while we do White Hell, we have Anza. You know, like yeah. he's the second artist. He get, he he keeps helping me with a lot of little stuff and. I can't just stress how how nice it is to have someone like that on board. Yeah, we we just uh, we needed a, an extra pair of hands to do code for Call of Ragnar, and we picked up a Dangerous Dave, which he's amazing. But then he's like, we're sitting down one night, and he just starts showing me like some of his personal game projects, and I'm like, dude, why are you a pro-? like his 3D models are like fucking amazing? I'm just like. Is there anything you can't do, man? And then within like a week, I'm just like trying to think of anything else I can put him to work on. I'm like, God damn, hmm. it's too much raw talent. <laughs> how, <laughs> how are you undiscovered? It's, it feels like kind of finding, it's, it's like finding gold in a river. You're like, oh, yeah. there's more here. Yeah, but, I'd like to, you know, focus on 3D more as well, to be honest. Yeah. But also, I really like level design at the same time, you know? I like the uh, fact that I, when I make, like, if I, like, Whitehill, for example, mm-hmm. if I need some asset, 
I can just make it myself because I have a vision how the game, uh, how the world should look, and I can just make all that stuff myself. It is difficult, like wearing multiple hats, you know. Yeah, if, it if is. Because you, you're you're right. If you need something, it, it's like that old saying, like uh, if you want something done right, do it yourself. But you can't do everything. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I would really like to have more more people when we go to that RPG project because it, it's it is I like to think it's a bit bigger in some areas than White Hill, so mm-hmm. Well uh, let me let me publish a few games and then I'll uh, if I <laughs> if I make a lot of money I'll we'll, we'll talk. Hopefully it'll take yeah. you guys a while anyway. At least one baby for now. Uh, yeah to get there. <laughs> Maybe two babies if, if you have to do the, the survival horror game first. But the idea is that we 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 do know like we we have to keep the scope realistic. Mm-hmm. That's something that has to be consistent. Very mature of you to say. Um, yeah, well, I I've been following like um, game dev stuff for a long time before getting into it myself, and uh, it's. It's really like fascinating to see people who get actual money from like publishers and investors and that kind of stuff, and then just go like, "Hey, we're gonna make a game where you can go to every planet in the fucking universe, and it's gonna be great." And then there's no one going like, "Hey, maybe maybe you don't have the resources for that. Maybe you should just make like two planets be very good." I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. guess it's good to take lessons, but it's also really, really fascinating to like see how people can lose lose focus and lose that kind of. Uh, I don't know if it's like a feeling of I can do everything kind of hubris thing, but I don't know. It's interesting. See, so yeah, like scope is a always, I think, to some extent, overlooked part of any game, it, and even in the regards to games that are supposed to have a huge scope in the first place, it's like there's a point of diminishing returns when it can get to like you know, how do you make this perform, or how you know how do you have enough people to create it within a reasonable amount of time, or anything. And I, I agree, it's like you can't you can't wear all the hats to do that. But yeah, yeah. I can, and I, can think I, I think. Like a, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I can, I'm just I, saying. I can think of like a million examples of of people who had an idea with a lot of scope to it, but never really considered the amount of work that goes into creating that, or the amount of time that has to be spent on it. Yeah, yeah. I I can understand it with indies because with indies it's like. Uh, you maybe you're new to the industry. Uh, you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> uh, so you might start working on something, and then just later realize, like, "Hey, this shit ain't gonna work." But I've been taking Kickstarter money for a year now, or Patreon, or whatever, so I'm gonna have to deliver something, mm-hmm. and then it go all comes crashing down because you just <laughs> literally can't so uh but but it's it's really weird with like 
bigger companies to see that kind of stuff happening. And a lot of it is probably due to like uh, very constricting deadlines and uh, all kinds of agreements with investors and that kind of stuff. You know, one one good example I, I think would be actually with Witcher 2, where the last level Lokmuin is just an empty piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some really good stuff in there, but uh, it's it's just uh, it feels the game really on. unfinished. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agreed. The area looks like shit. It just feels like, okay, let's just wrap this thing out. Okay, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true, though. And I mean, a lot of people end up in that situation where it's just like, why is like why is the climax of the game just the least exciting part of it? Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't have time to make it. <laughs> That's usually the case. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I... So so I guess I've learned that lesson. At least I feel like I have. Uh, and uh, therefore, like, I'm always trying to think about, okay, how much can I add, like, detail to any idea or mechanic or anything in the game so that we can make it uh, on some kind of a schedule and that it's going to be good enough for the whole game. Or, like, in comparison to, to other parts in the game. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There were, uh, like, I remember when Scumhead was originally getting ready to make Vomitorium, like, it had been something that was on his mind for a long time. But he, I mean, while that was sitting on the back of his head, he just continued to make a bunch of other games, and one of them was like Lycanthorn 2. And Lycanthorn 2 experimented with the the kind of open world, almost like Metrovania-esque level design, Metroidvania-esque level design. And he waited until he had proved to himself that he could, in fact, do that before he took on the task of making Vomitorium, which I think was really smart. Maybe it wasn't even planned. It was just like how it worked out. But it's it prevented him from digging into what he you know would ultimately say is like this is the project that I've been thinking about for years, and then just like not knowing what to do and being on a shitty deadline because he turned the vomitorium over pretty fast. Overall. Yeah, yeah, he's been churning out games really quickly. But he knows what he's doing, and yeah, yeah, and uh, I think it's. It worked because I, I played Lycanthorn 2 and uh, also Vomitorium. And yeah, you can really see like how they have influenced one another. Or like you can see, that's actually one reason I like to play games in order of release. Because then you can see like these ideas that grow. And if they're developed by the same people, you can see mm. how they like struggled struggled with something with this game, but then they made it better in the next one. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really cool to see how uh, Scumhead's stuff has grown over the years. What did you think of Vomitorium overall? You don't have to be polite if you don't want to, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I really like his like um, visual style. 
I think the crunchy, like, kind of MS Paint looking stuff, but actually <laughs> cool and fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. Uh, the gameplay is really fun. I'd say um, the bosses are pretty weak. I agree. Yeah. I I really don't like that every boss fight is just a bullet sponge. I get that yeah. that's not important. Like, that's not really what the game's about necessarily, but it just didn't feel like I ever had to think at all. During yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, it's um... I think it, the games are mostly like, especially Vomitorium, because it has a lot of like Dark Souls influence. I I feel like its um, its focus is on the atmosphere of the levels, yeah. which I think is very nice. There's a lot of like really cool vistas, and uh, you know, just the feeling of being in that world is pretty cool. Uh, but still, if you're um, kind of main goal is to fight these, what was it, three big bosses and then the final one. Then it kind of feels like uh, they should be something more than just bigger enemies with more health and can be beaten by running around in a circle. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I don't know if it's a limitation of the engine because it's made in GZ Doom and the AI script or the AI stuff in GZ Basic Doom is very bare bones. I would know. I have basically the same stuff in White Hell. Uh, but uh, yeah. Or, or just make the bosses like more levels where there's a bigger enemy in the end. Yeah, I definitely I don't, don't think that it's a limitation of the engine because I've seen plenty of pretty impressive boss fights built in the Doom engine. But it's just not like a; it's not his main focus, and b; it's just that he hasn't got there yet. And it probably could. I mean, Mango did a really excellent job in uh, I think Shrine Two, making that final boss pretty interesting. Yeah, but yeah, and, but that's you know he he needed someone who could make the boss fights kick ass and not just like be this sponge thing and I, I just don't think they quite got there with most of the boss stuff in, in vomitorium yeah but fine. but it's also like uh as i said earlier the games have clearly gone up in quality mm-hmm. from like yeah. shrine to to now uh so i'm i'm very excited to see what he's gonna do next yeah, he's working on Stellar Valkyrie. He's the art yeah, director, yeah. and and he actually came up with like the concept of the game in general. But uh, Ubergawa is is the programmer and primary level designer, and I think that the two of them together will. I mean, I hope it's. I'm, I'm kind of hedging my bets on it. I think uh-huh. from what I've seen so far, they're going to kick ass and take names because it's like uh, you know you take somebody like like Scumhead, who's an incredible artist, like he's just really gets his visual style is his it's recognizable it's it's just his thing and uber is a fucking genius programmer like maybe not maybe not as good as you project pro- but <laughs> well uh, I, i'm not gonna say anything about my my skills in programming. The, the things that that guy can do with like z damon are just like what how like you take this old, like not even like GZ Doom is like way more open. Like he he could do things with Z Damon that just bend my mind. I'm like, 
I don't get it. He would do these yeah. Christmas Christmas maps, and then the like in the skybox, like you're like playing as a like a toy on a table, and then there's giant imps like walking around and opening doors and shit, and like and like you realize that they they're aware of you, and or maybe they're not. Maybe it's just a trick on the mind. But like, holy shit, <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you not getting paid? Yeah, but I, I'm really interested in what he's going to do next. Yeah. Uh, of see. course, Stella Valkyrie, but also his personal projects. Yeah, he's got one brewing up right now that I think is going to be really cool, too. I don't cool. want to, you know, I'll have him on to talk about that at some point. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The kid's, uh, he's very, very promising. I just, I admire him. That's kind of what I do is try to surround myself with people who I genuinely just think like, wow, you are talented. You've got a special thing going on. Yeah. Like you guys. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Like you have a, a really, you both have like a can, sort of like not always in alignment, but like individual thought processes and, and, and admirations of different things that when you put it together, just you, you have a beautifully atmospheric game and you have great gameplay. It took you a little while to kind of get the systems down from what I understand. But uh, I look forward to jumping in there and trying it myself again now that it's been updated. And mostly it's just like how you you guys both seem to coincide in, in telling a story. And I think that's very important. Uh, you don't want to end up with like a, a dev team of people who can't agree on what what's the message we're trying to send. You know? Yeah. You can fuck up a lot of other things, but you, you can't fuck up the underlying kind of feeling that you're trying to invoke in someone so i think that's something I think that uh nailed it i really do appreciate that's this thing between bug between me and robert to be honest it's just the fact that uh yeah we we have like our opinions on on a lot of things mm-hmm. but it's still like we always find that you know the way that we should go forward and we both can agree on because I think it's good that we don't agree on every every single thing, because uh, I re- we really need sometimes you know that uh, we need that input from the other one because they are you know we have dis- different perspectives on things, but we can still like agree a lot of good like things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's this whole thing just I think it just works really well how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. What have you guys been like working out on the marketing end, if anything at all? Uh, post one thing on Twitter per week and then just leave it. I don't know. <laughs> it's been very, very. Uh, We've been well. sending keys to all some influencers. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Sure. Some. Some like. Well, CV did the uh, Rams Deep Roundup thing. Yeah, that was really uh, cool. I really yeah, liked yeah, that it video. Was, it was cool. He said my name. I, I <laughs> messaged Miko as soon as I saw it, and I, I was thought I was going to cry. He's like, he said my name. Yeah. <laughs> we revived the sewer account. Yes. That was... We can take pride in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's been some other people who we've sent keys to and who might do some things. Yeah, uh, I figured G-Man would really be into this. Like, it seems like the kind of game that he would enjoy. You know, it's funny. He when we first pu- published the demo, he was there in our Discord. 
yeah. he came to give us feedback. He, was, he said we really, we, he really enjoyed the game back when the first demo came out. So we he might do something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we did give him a key. So yeah, yeah. But that's that's gonna happen if it happens. I don't yeah. know. What about Icarus? Yeah. Have you talked to him? Yes, we sent him a key as well. That's good. Yeah. And uh, I was actually watching him stream the game. Yeah, it. it let's just say it was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he still had that habit of playing the game how it used to play back in the day. Yeah. And he had to adjust a bit to, you know, to play the game like how it plays nowadays. It's It was hard, let's just say that. Well, like, for at least <laughs> Uh, hard for like I think it's just uh, trying to get out of a habit you know playing the same game but suddenly you have to play it so differently it's like installing a stalker mod mm-hmm. that plays hold differently it just takes a while to adjust to it he's one of my favorite people to watch period because you can tell that the the sheer amount of hours he puts into playing Doom uh, has an effect on his interpretation of other games yeah. If that makes any sense. It does. Whereas, you know, if people have like a specialization that they get into and then they kind of like that that's what they're used to, that's what they're good at. And then when they branch out of it, it's just like, oh, I gotta learn something different. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, him I too. Yeah. I, I fucking love Mr. Icarus, man. Like I I've been trying to talk him into doing an interview forever. He he's just not that kind of like public speaker kind of person, I guess, from what I can tell. But maybe someday he'll come out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and our, our game is like uh, from the base mechanics are very, very much like Doom. So if you started to play, especially in the demo version, you would get the hang of things very quickly. It's basically just 3D Doom. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the scissor system and all kinds of other things, it, it might take a while to get the hang of it if you're just like trying to play it. As like Doom One or Two or Quake or something. Yeah, that's what makes it stand out, and I'm glad that you guys have uh, apparently it's still untested, but I'm glad that you figured out how to make it like really mesh with the the gameplay itself. Uh, yeah, because for us it works really well, but I guess we'll see how it how what people actually have to say long term about it. But so far everything seems to go really positive, so I'm really happy about that. <laughs> This has been really fucking fun, guys. Yeah. We should, like, we should do this regularly. Like, you keep me honest. Like, every, <laughs> every couple of months or so, hit me back. And we'll have to keep naming them, like, really interesting things. Like, you know, so there's, like... I think I told Hockey to this, too. If, like, if you're going to keep coming on, we have to keep coming up with new names for the episode. So, first one's, like, you know, you, name of game. And then it's, like, uh, ProJab and Migo Ride Again. And then... Like the last ride, and then goes to space. <laughs> yeah, white Next. hell rides again. <laughs> yes, white hell rides again. <laughs> Which could be the sequel to the game. Yeah, uh, it's better than uh. What, what did I name this? Two electric boogaloo is the name of the chat we're in right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually just typed in white hell at first, and it said you already have a podcast called that. I'm like, how the fuck do you know, Zencaster? You son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah man you guys are always a blast and I uh, I really look forward to not just the rest of White Hell but 
also everything that you've told me so far and what you're gonna gonna be doing in the future together as a team or even individually or whatever the fuck you guys well, are amazing yeah. to be honest yeah, thanks, thanks for having to us hear. let's wrap this bitch up yes yeah. bye the music that you are currently hearing is in fact the soundtrack to White Hell and it is also in fact by Hakita yes that Hakita from Ultra Kill maybe you've heard of him uh, thank you to Miko and to ProJab for being part of the show again. It's freaking awesome to just catch up with those guys. I always really love hearing their thoughts on games in general. Like they just have such a both different but like equally um, pragmatic and intelligent way of dissecting what they do and don't like about games. And I, I learn a lot from it every time. Um, just as a reminder, if you like this show. If you like In The Keep in general, you want to be part of the community or you want to hear more stuff like it, head over to InTheKeep.com. It's all there. We love you. The Drowned God Cathala loves you. And until next time, stay In The Keep.